and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach here. Hopefully you're having an awesome day. I uh, wanted to spend a little bit of time with you. We're actually, I'm actually in the back of, uh, of a car right now as we're heading out to a really fun spot to... Ashley, do you want to tell, tell everybody what, you're, what we're going to do right now? We are going to retrieve my water bottle. <laughs> we're going to go pick up our water bottle. So we, uh, we went to dinner last night at this really cool place. So I think I mentioned this in the last show, but... Ashley uh, used to live in Mexico City for like six months, and so uh, right where she used to live for uh, pretty much all the time, like two, three times a week, she'd go out to eat at this restaurant um, right next to like the hotel that she basically lived at. And so we went there last night, and it was pretty good food. Uh, probably, I think it's probably one of the better food that I've had since we've been here, um, considering a few of the things I've had gave me um, some intense stomach issues. <laughs> anyway, we went there last night, and uh, when we got home, it's probably like two and a half miles. Um, so, you know, it's probably a good hour walk, you know, if you were to walk there, or, you know, 15, 20 minute uh, car ride. And so, uh, when we got home last night, she was like, oh crap, I forgot my water bottle. And um, these aren't just any water bottles, okay? These are like, you know, they're one of the products that we represent with our company. And, um, and uh, they're kind of expensive. <laughs> so they're like, you know, they're like, whatever, like a hundred bucks, $120 or something like that. But they have this like crazy filter in them. So that's why we care about it. Otherwise, we'd probably just leave it. But they have this filter that you can drink like pretty much any, you can have like pretty much any kind of water, like straight out of a swamp. You can have like all kinds of crap in it. I've literally drinking used water out of a swamp before. Um, and, and drank out of it, and so is Ashley. Um, she's drank all water through all across Asia uh, out of this water bottle. We've replaced the filters, of course, but um, so they like are really, really helpful when traveling, you know, abroad when you don't want to drink like tap water. And so Ashley has been uh, using this, and so anyway, they're really important. So like, you know, if it was just like a regular bottle, like would we go back for it? We probably would, but like maybe not. But uh, now that we only have one of these. 
we're taking a car back <laughs> to go retrieve her water bottle. And then we're going to go do some work. So we're going to hit up a cafe and uh, and do some work today. So that'll be cool. And then we've got a, <clears throat> we've got a call with some of the people on our team tonight, um, which will be fun. And then tomorrow we're switching Airbnbs. We've been at one place for about a week and it's really cool place. It's pretty swanky. Um, I like it. It's really cool interior design and stuff. But for whatever reason, it's like, I think the corner that we're on is like a hangout spot. So like there's all kinds of like, like, people and dogs talking all throughout the night <laughs> dogs don't talk by the way they bark and the people talk um but uh so yeah we're switching we're switching places and it looks pretty pretty sweet the new place we're going to but it's like a little bit more expensive but it looks awesome and there's a gym in it so or a gym in the building so uh pumped about that but uh all right so let's jump in so today i want to talk to you guys about uh how to select a company and you probably know why I'm bringing this up. I mean, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the whole thing with you know, Advocare and how they basically, you know, did the did the deed and kind of, you know, kind of, in my opinion, screwed over a lot of people. Um, talked about that. We talked about treating that situation with respect and and things like that. Um, but that also led me to help people choose a company, choose a new company wisely if that's what they're going to do, because. You know, it really stinks to think about it this way, but it is true. The reason that the people who got hammered by this thing got hammered is because they weren't protected in the beginning. And unfortunately, you know, they they could have been protected in the first place, but they weren't. And um, so I want to talk to you about how you can protect yourself, how to choose a company properly. Now that, you know, if, if, if this just happened to you, this can hopefully help you choose a company properly. Um, if it did not happen to you and you just want to be careful about it never happening, then, you know, this is going to be really good preventative maintenance for you. What you really don't want to do is build a really, you know, good size income. I mean, we have one of the guys on our team, his, uh, really good friend from uh, back in the military when he's in the military was earning seven figures with the company and they basically screwed him over and his income is about to go to zero and so that's really no fun right um so this is this particular series of podcasts is going out to people that are in that situation now or they want to avoid the situation in the future and um to complement this I have a, a thing that I wrote um, that will go into a lot more detail than what I'm going to go over here on the podcast simply because of time. And it's basically a written version with a lot more details, with screenshots, with stats, with actual pictures of companies' documents, things like that, um, on choosing a comp- company properly. Now, to get that, um, I don't have a really fancy URL for it, so I'm going to link it down in the, in the description below. But if you happen to remember it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to give it to you now, and then I'll I'll buy a URL soon so that it's easier to remember. Um, but if you go to sponsoringphd.zacharyspear.com/slash/choose-your-company, um, if you go there, you can go ahead and uh, and, and download this thing for free, um, or I'll just link it in the description below. Either one. So once again, that's sponsoringphd.zacharyspear.com/slash/choose-your-company. So <clears throat> there's three main pieces to this that we wrote about. There's actually uh, ten variables that. Uh, that you really want to look for when choosing a company. Um, I went over three of the primary ones, the basically blanket statement, the rest for the most part, but you can kind of get really granular if you want. So I'm going to go over three, go over one today to the next episode and third, the last episode. And these are the three points that we covered in this in this document that we wrote. Uh, there's also a couple accompanying videos that will you know help you uh, retain this information and, and really get into it. So <clears throat> 
The first one is why a company can screw you over and what you can do to basically avoid it. All right, so first and foremost, you know, this, I, I hope this isn't too harsh, but you have to, you have to understand this, that a company, 99% of companies can screw you over and they will if they have to. Now, I know that sounds harsh. I know it sounds bad. We're in an industry where like, you know, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of like, you know, uh, feel goodness. You know, we're all really passionate about our companies. Like I still have not met a person that is not like, does not think their company is the best thing in the entire world. In fact, we actually have met people um, that have been heavily screwed over by their company, like super, super screwed over. And they're still like singing their prices. And that is just... I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's stupid. I think it's short-sighted. And the first thing you have to realize is that companies are good. Like a lot of companies are really, really good, but ultimately it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they make you feel. It matters what they put in writing. Because at the end of the day, if they need to pull, if they need to pull something, if it's in writing, they can do it. If it's not in writing, they can't do it. And so that's the first thing we all have to just come to the conclusion on. We have to all realize that we can get screwed over when we're simply an affiliate. If we're not a true partner with uh, within our company, we can get hammered and we can get hammered really, really fast. And I want to teach you how you can find out if you're a true partner or if you're an affiliate. Now, if you've ever been told you're a true partner, don't believe it until you read it in the contract that you signed. That's step number one. So if you went to a company conference, if you're upline, if anybody ever said, hey, you know, you're treated as a true partner, you have part ownership, whatever, blah, blah. It's just basically just blank all that stuff out, blank everything out. In fact, blank what I'm saying out. Go read the contract, look at what's in writing, and find out what rights you actually have. So that's step number one, okay? Step number, I guess, 1.1, I guess what I'm going to kind of put my own little opinion in on this. I already mentioned it, but I, I'm only aware of like one or two, not even two, I'm only aware of one, but there could be others out there. I've heard murmurings of other stuff, but 99.9% of all companies that I've ever heard of or read the contracts for, um, don't treat you as a true partner. So that's scary. That's really, really scary. So this is not, like I said, this is not my intention to make a pitch or to pitch you on our company or anything like that. In in fact, I'm not going to even tell you what company we're in if you don't know yet. Um, so you're not going to even find that out, but don't just treat this lightly. Don't just be like, oh, I'm probably good. No, probably you're not good. That's what I'm trying to say is you want to look at this. And personally, if this was, if this was me, if I didn't have a big team yet, uh, meaning if I wasn't making, you know, a, a large amount, I would be very, very, very careful as to if I was going to build the company I was in, if I could get screwed out of it super easily. If I did have a big team and I was already making a lot of money, I would potentially start thinking about having the company write me a contract of some kind to protect myself, or I would consider building somewhere else and removing my team while I still could. Um, So anyway, that's guess step number one. Step number two is let's think about why a company would screw you over in the first place and how they would. They could really screw you over two major ways. The first one is terminating you. Okay, actually there's three. First one is terminating you, meaning they fire you. So if you've ever been told you can't get fired, that's wrong, you can. You can get fired as an affiliate, as a representative, as a distributor, as an IPO, whatever they call representatives in your company, you can get fired from your company. If you don't believe me, again, go read the contract. Most likely it says something along the lines of, for any reason, 
the company can sever the relationship with the representatives with a notice of like 30 days or less usually. So that means that if for any reason they don't like what you, the way you're marketing, they don't like what you're doing, they don't want to pay your commissions, whatever, they can literally write you a notice and bang, 30 days later, the whole thing shuts off, your income goes away. And they know that you're not going to fight them because if your income is built up from them, you're not going to have any money to fight them and you can see how it can kind of just go away. And plus, you signed the contract in the beginning, so, you know, kaboom. Second way, they change the comp plan. Again, almost every comp plan or contract I've ever read says that they can change the compensation plan at any time for any reason, and there's nothing, again, that you can do about it. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot me. Go read your contract. I can almost guarantee that it says they can change the comp plan at any time. Third one is that they can leave the industry altogether. This is extremely destructive. This is what uh, Advocare just did. They, well, not technically. They, they didn't leave the direct selling industry, per se, quote-unquote, but they did leave the multi-level marketing industry. They basically deleted the MLM portion of their business. So the third thing that can, people that companies can do is literally delete or remove the MLM portion of the business and go full retail um, or full only like direct sales, which is what Advocare did. And um, when that kind of stuff happens, that means that you built up this massive team for them, this massive customer base, and they're like, okay, cool, thank you. Now we're leaving the MLM industry. So your team goes away, your commission goes away, and uh, we'll just take all the customers. They can also do this and go full retail. They can bring themselves into stores, put themselves in Walmart or Target, and the brand name got built up because a bunch of people like you and me built up their teams, built up their uh, sales and things like that, built up their rep reputation, and then they just leave the industry altogether. That's the third way. So first way, termination. Second way, comp plan change. Uh, third way is leaving the industry altogether. These are things that you want to make sure that you're protected from in writing. Um, I had, I, I, in that document that I was referencing, there is a bunch of screenshots where I literally showed you like a jillion companies that have this in their contract. Um, the stuff where they can change the comp plan, the stuff where they can leave the industry, the stuff where... Um, they can terminate you for any reason. So I have a bunch of screenshots of different contracts. Uh, if you want to go look at yours, just literally search for, you know, enter your company name, representative agreement, and you'll be able to find out if you're at risk. So now let's think about why a company actually does this. And um, by the way, if you hear some background noise, there is a lot of yelling going on behind me. I'm trying to walk away from it right now. I'm out of the car now. And, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of yelling around here, like people trying to get business. It's not violent yelling. It's just, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I haven't been able to identify it and it can get really, really annoying sometimes when you're trying to concentrate or record a podcast. So, uh, anyway, one thing that is cool around here is the, the hustle. People definitely work hard, um, which is cool, but all right. So why does the company do this? And I think to illustrate the point, let's think about it from the perspective of if you're the company owner. Now, first and foremost, in pretty much every company, the owners are going to make the most money, even more than the biggest reps. And um, that's okay. You know, I think, you know, personally, the company owners, they're taking the biggest risk by starting the company. They deserve the majority of the profit, but I think it has to be balanced. Um, but that's kind of beside the point. The point is, why does a company do this from like from a ethical, moral, personal standpoint? And the first thing I think we should think of is let's think about it. Let's think about it from their perspective. Let's pretend that you and I started a company together. We're staking our personal fortune on the line, or maybe uh, maybe we're borrowing a ton of money and putting a lot of risk out there in order to do this. Um, so let's pretend that that's what we're doing. Now, you got to think about this from an owner's perspective in the sense that most owners are starting a company 
an MLM company because it's a distribution channel for a product they want to sell. So if I invented a new widget, I could either distrib- distribute it regularly. I could basically, you know, trying to get in, try to get into distribution chains like Target, Walmart, things like that. I could go through small businesses. I could try to get into small shops, things like that. I could do e-commerce. I could sell it online. Or another distribution channel is network marketing, MLM. So remember that most of the time when a company gets started, it's not necessarily to build an MLM. It's because it's an effective channel to sell products, okay? So if that's we're, we're thinking about it from that perspective, we're building a, a channel to sell our products. <clears throat> My and you, you and I's fortune, reputation, it's all on the line. Who's going to keep the majority of the control, me or the new reps? Now, let's think about who the reps are. In most cases, now aside from the, the top earners that we might attract, but in most cases, the reps are going to be regular job people that make the majority of their income off of a w as a w2 employee they're not thinking like an entrepreneur they are potentially making not that much money and they definitely don't have a business owner mindset yet um that's who our reps are going to be that's who we're going to distribute our products now am i going to give them that much contractual control if something goes wrong of course not. What if someone's really desperate, right? They're re- like one of our reps is really desperate. They're trying to get rich and they're making false income claims. They're making false product claims. I mean, that never happened in MLM, right? Of course not. But what if they're doing that? What if they're making these false income and false product claims? They're telling people that this product can cure cancer. That is a huge problem. Am I going to let that rep tank our company or should I retain the power to terminate them? I should retain the power to terminate them. And there's really no way to... to gracefully weave that into a contract so I'll just make sure that I have full control and that I can terminate them for any reason. Including if their commission check gets so big I don't want to pay anymore, which actually happened to a personal friend of mine who's uh, her, um, one of her pages, I'm not going to get too detailed, I don't want to like, you know, give anything away, but one of her online pages was generating the vast majority, over half of the company's volume. The company didn't like that this person basically had the control and pretty much terminated uh, this gal and a lot of her team, a lot of the leaders for that reason. So this kind of stuff happens. Anyway, back to the example, I'm going to retain control as the company owner because I don't want some little tiny rep to screw me over, right? Right. Um, so you can see how that would happen. But now I'm a moral guy. I'm an ethical guy. You're, an, you're a moral, ethical person. We're not going to screw anyone, screw anyone over for no reason. In fact, we're not going to even use the term screwing over. We're, we're simply protecting our investment, we're protecting our money, protecting our reputation. You can see how this unfolds now, right? You don't have to... Most evil that happens doesn't start off as evil. It starts off as simply a little bit of protection, a little bit of fear, right? Most people that grow up to be, you know, dangerous people don't start off as dangerous people. It's one thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. So that's how this kind of story begins. And once again, you don't have to believe me. I'm not advocating, nor am I encouraging you to believe what I'm saying right now. I'm advocating, I'm encouraging you to go reach a contract Um, because I can pretty much guarantee that no matter what company you're in, for the the most part, 99%, 99 99.9% of all the listeners right now, I can almost guarantee that your company could change the comp plan on you without notice. They could um, straight up terminate you without notice or excuse me, uh, without cause. Um, or they can make up a cause. So basically for any reason, 
lastly, they could probably leave the direct sales industry without notice um, or without any sort of reason. Um, so go and check me. I hope, I really hope that your company passes these three contractual problems. I really, really do because I believe in this industry, but this is a problem that um, I think needs to be resolved. I think companies need to take notice what just happened and need to tighten up their contracts and, and make their reps act as partners, true partners, not just say it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 they're partners, but not really. They're just reps. I think what companies need to do is take notice of what just happened and start treating their reps as partners, giving them rights. And um, so there's two ways to protect yourself. The first way is to find a company with, it's usually termed as a bill of rights. Now, I'm aware of a lot of companies. I'm not aware of all of them. I have heard of companies that have had bill of rights before. They've gone out of business. So I'm only aware of one company that actually has a bill of rights, which essentially gives you as a rep a right to your original contract and also a right to review comp plan changes, things like that. Um, I'm aware of one. I'm not going to even tell you which company it is because, you know, we're, we're a part of that company and I'm not trying to make a pitch or anything like that. So find a company, whether, you know, whether it's ours, fantastic, I don't care. If it's another company that has a bill of rights and I'm not aware of, awesome. Find a company with a bill of rights. That's number one. Number two, if you happen to be a top earner, if you're making six figures or multiple six figures um, or seven, you have power and you know it, right? You have power with the company and you know it. Now, they have power over you and they know it. <laughs> so that's the thing. But see what you can negotiate. You, you know that you can you know, talk to them. You can have a conversation with them and let them know that you're, out, you're scared after what just happened with this whole AdvoCare thing. And see if you can get a contract, a personal contract drafted up for you. Maybe you can't get it for everyone. Maybe it's just the first step. Maybe it's just the first domino. Maybe you can get a personal contract drafted up for you right? Maybe you can make something happen so that you're not exposed. Now, it doesn't mean your team is not exposed. That sucks. But you got to start somewhere, right? Before you can help the person next to you, put your own breathing mask on. So if you have some leverage, see what you can do about that. Um, honestly, even if you're not a top earner, maybe you could try to uh, like write your company, right? Or if you have access to the owners or the C-suite, fantastic. You know, Write them directly. Talk to them directly if you can. But if enough people put up a stink about it, you know, just like, just like a, just like a political thing. If enough people put up a stink up about something, things will change. If there's a, if there's a company of just a theoretical hundred thousand reps and, you know, 50,000 of them get really up in arms about something, I guarantee you the company will make a change. Now it might not be the change that you exactly want, but I guarantee you they will think about it seriously. If 50% of our revenue got threatened by, you know, by something like this, you better believe that we as company owners would think about making a change. So realize that you do have power in numbers if you're not a top earner yet. Cool? Um, now, that being said, if things don't get changed, like one of the biggest detriments to people's long-term success is being super naive. You know, like at the end of the day, see, network marketing is really, really cool because it's almost like this little bubble within the business world. It doesn't operate under the same rules sometimes. It's like... You know, you can be protected from a lot of the stupid stuff that happens in the traditional business world, and that's really, really cool, but we have to remember that we're still in the business world. We're still in companies that are run by really intelligent business people, okay? We're in the business world, and you have to think about it like that. If they're holding, if, they, if you put up the stink, you try to get this little uh, uh, thing, like if you're, you know, what, what was I saying? Like this exception made for you, and you're not getting, you're not getting anything passed, you're not moving things along in any way, 
you really got to think about it. Am I that passionate? Am I so passionate about my company's products, the comp plans, the owners, all that stuff? Am I that passionate that I'm literally willing to risk everything that I build for it? Because it might not seem that big of a deal now, but I promise you, if you stake your whole livelihood on it, you have multiple six figures, you have seven figures, I promise you, it will be scary. And you don't want to be in that position. So even if it's not scary now, think about your future self. Right? Think about your future self. What would they want you to do? And then ask yourself the question, Is it? am I so insanely passionate about these products that I'm literally unwilling to move to the point where I, will, where, where I am open to having this contractual problem potentially screw me in the future? Last thing I want to mention is this. This came up earlier um, when I was talking with, uh, when I was talking with, uh, with Ashley. And one of the reasons that some people don't leave their companies is because they maybe had a success story or a transformation story with their products. And um, I, I almost feel like I don't want to say say this because one of the one of the one of the, we have a really cool person on the team that he, he he's done really really good things. He's put like a hundred he sponsored like personal sponsored like a hundred some people his very first year. Um, he has like pretty much the weight loss story. <laughs> for the company right now, like one of our product lines is weight loss and health, and he has like the most cool weight loss story ever, right? Like it's huge, he lost like, a, I, I don't even know the numbers, but like 80 something pounds in 20 weeks or something without working out. Um, so like, I'm like afraid to even mention what I'm about to mention here because I don't want like him to hear it and be like, oh sweet, I'll see you later. <laughs> I don't think he will, um, but it's okay. Uh, because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a grown man and he can make the best decisions for him and, and I want you to make the best decisions for you and, and things like that. But we actually were talking about this earlier, and like sometimes people don't leave their companies because they got a transformation story with their company's products. Like, oh, I could never leave, you know, XYZ company because I, you know, you know, got, I had this transformation story with these products. Okay, that's fantastic, and you can use that for sure with your current company. Absolutely, and you should use it. Absolutely, you should use it and continue to use it as long as you're with them. But don't let be the don't let that be the reason that you stay. You need to stay because you got the transformation story. That's a reason. That's a uh, factor. The other reason you should stay is because you believe in the C-suite, the people that run the company, you believe in the comp plan, you believe you're protected, you like the people, and you believe in everything else. Your story is literally one factor of about 10. So don't get me wrong, the other, you have to have all the factors, but don't let that be the only reason. Here's what I mean. Let's say you had a transformation story. Let's say I had a transformation story, call it five years ago with my company's products, completely revolutionized my body, my mind, right? And let's say even my finances. So I lost, let's pretend I lost 100 pounds in you know six months. I went from making 30 grand a year at my job to 500,000 a year. And I did all of that within three years, all because of this company. Is that a pretty powerful story? Dude, oh yeah, it is, right? And I could be tempted to say, oh, I can never leave my company because of the transformation I had with the products plus the, tr- the financial transformation I had with the company. But let's say I find out that I'm in a situation, I call it a position of weakness, where I have no power with the company. Let's say I find out I'm in a position of weakness. What am I going to do, right? Well, I'm going to be really scared. I'm probably not going to stick around, but I'll, be, I'll not want to leave because of the transformation I've had. Check this out. The transformation is not the products. The transformation is yours. It's mine in this case. I can simp- I had the weight loss story. Let's pretend that I got my weight loss stuff, my, all my weight loss uh, transformation. It, let's pretend it happened with products from GNC. Happened with a random company, random, you know, random products. 
and 10 years later, I get into a network marketing company. Now, obviously, it would be very unethical for me to say, look at, look at this, new, this new company I'm representing. Look what they did for me. You know, that, that, that would be totally untruthful and wrong. But I could say, hey, look, look at my, look at my weight loss story. I, ha- I got this 10 years ago, and here's what I can tell you. I'm in, I've been in this health space for a long time. I mean, you've seen my story. You've seen what it looked like before. You look, you've seen what it looked like after. I'm telling you this straight up. These are the best products I have ever seen in the weight loss space. Period. Case closed. If I needed to do this all over again, man, I could probably get my results two times faster because I'm using these products instead of GNCs. See, because the story is mine. So if, if I have the weight loss story and the fi- financial transformation I just described a minute ago with the, with the company, and I switched companies altogether, I could simply say, hey, look at these are the results that I got. I got these five years ago, you guys. I, I lost 100 pounds in six months. You know what I did? You know how I did it? I did that by doing you know, this kind of exercise. I did that by sleeping. I did that by eating like this. And I did it by taking high-quality supplements. And here's what I can tell you. These are these supplements here, man. These are these are some of the best supplements I've ever seen. If I would have had these back then, then I would have probably cut that time down to three months, right? Now, obviously, the, the numbers I'm using are ridiculous, but you get the point. The transformation story is yours. It's not the products. You lost the weight. You got more buff. You had the mental clarity thing shift. You fixed your skin, right? Yes, the products were the magic thing. But you got the transformation. You can use your story and promote whatever you want. That's the secret of marketers, by the way, right? That is the secret of marketers. Um, And and you're never going to be unethical doing it. You're literally just saying, I had this amazing story. And based on my current credibility, because I had the story, I would recommend these products. Boom, that's it. So, oh, and then the financial transformation. You know, guys, I used to work a job. I used to make $30,000 a year. But because of network marketing's business model, I made $500,000 a year within three years. All because of network marketing. And that's the power, that's the, that's the opportunity that you have today. I could be promoting a completely different opportunity right now. But I'm promoting network marketing. You understand? So don't let your transformation story with your current company hinder you from making an intelligent decision and getting out of a position of weakness. Now, I kind of was joking a minute ago that I was like, oh, I don't want to say this because, you know, the guy with on our team that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. Like, he's not in a position of weakness. He's in a position of, position of strength because he chose a company that puts him in a position of strength. So um, that's really, really good. Now, again, not a pitch for our company. It's a, it's, I'm pitching you to go research your own. And then if you don't have that position of power or position of strength, go f- either one, find a company that can give it to you or two, um, see if you can basically make a deal finagle cause it cause a you know poo storm to get your company to make some sort of change sound good all right whew, that was a lot that was a mouthful i am extremely thirsty now um i've got a strawberry smoothie waiting for me at the cafe so i'm excited anyway hopefully you're having an awesome day like i said i'm walking it's extremely sunny in ciudad de mexico uh, which is really really great um, so we're going to be doing some more work today. Got that team call, like I said, tonight, uh, back at the place. And then tomorrow, making the move. And then got a few days off. I'm finally taking a few days off. I haven't taken days off. And we take every Sunday off um, to, you know, just, you know, <laughs> take time off uh, to, to connect with God, things like that. But, you know, one day is not usually enough to really get your mind rested. Um, so I scheduled quite a few days off in a row, which is going to be really, really nice. So I'm actually going to be recording multiple podcasts here over the next few days. And so as you're listening to them, um, I should be having a few days off, which is pretty cool. But anyway, uh, like I said, uh, you can click the link down below in the show notes 
to get the written version of what we talked about today. It goes into a lot more detail. It's a lot more concise as well. <laughs> so you won't have to listen to me ramble on. Um, so we'll put a short link down there below in the show notes. If you have really good memory, it's sponsoringphd.zacharyspear.com slash chooseyourcompany. And lastly, if you are looking to uh, recruit online, if you want to build leverageable systems, if you want to know how we can generate literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applicants in 12 hours for under a few hundred bucks, uh, grand total, uh, you can go to mlmrebelsblueprint.com and learn how to do that. It's totally free. Um, that's mlmrebelsblueprint.com. And we've had people literally within five days of uh, using the system in that blueprint with zero help from any member of our team generate 160 applicants in 12 hours for under... I think, I forgot the number, under 100 bucks total for 160 applicants. So if that's not amazing, I don't know what is. Anyway, that's what the Blueprint teaches you how to do. You can go ahead and download that for free if you'd like. That's mlmrebelsblueprint.com. So anyway, hopefully you found value in this and appreciate y'all. Love you and and, uh, talk to you soon. Thank you.